0: us not to have too many edits in this episode. So
1: that's probably not gonna happen.
0: Guarantee this is gonna be a shit show. Hi everybody. (laughs) Hello.
1: Hello. (laughs) Hello. Welcome
0: back to Raised on Television. Hello. I'm Stephanie.
1: I'm Brian. And I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We really, really are.
1: I'm sorry to my co-hosts because we have to re-record once again an episode because well one of them got lost. So I fixed that. I think I fixed that going forward. But the
0: cloud ate yes. it. Yes,
1: and and well, the, on the upside, it is an episode of television that is phenomenal, and I am so excited to talk about it tonight because it's great,
0: changing. It
1: is great. It is great. It is a. Kid-
2: Giving away the store there, Steve. It is great.
1: <laughs> Did I mention that I love this Look, episode of television Dustin so Hoffman much? In it. it does. It has a very young oh, Dustin right. Hoffman. I laughed. I cried. I felt like I was there. Yeah.
0: Hey there, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey there, Bruce Stern.
0: <laughs> hey there, Bruce Stern. <laughs> so. It just sounds funnier when I do the Bruce Stern one. It does. <sighs> it hey does. There, Bruce Dern. I
1: also like the um when you do the what high pants?
0: Oh, high, t- high pants fast talking yes, guy Yes, see, yes. See, see yes. what we got here is a situation. This yeah.
2: episode has some high pants fa- fast talking it, yes, it does, yes.
1: It does. And this is um this is a great episode of television if I didn't <laughs> mention. <if> I didn't <laughs> mention.
0: <laughs> Since Shakespeare features prominently in this episode, me thinks you doth protest too much. <laughs>
1: Uh, also the fact that, uh, we've recorded this once we watched it once and some people in the room have now watched it twice,
0: <laughs> twice.
1: Yes. And, uh, so at any rate, I think last week's episode was very well received by yeah. our listening public. Yeah. And I got
0: some feedback. So oh, good. Nice. Yeah.
1: Excellent. What feedback did you yeah.
0: get? Um, it started with, uh, somebody seeing it on Facebook and she said, you have a podcast? I was like, Yes. But she's a, she's a new friend. Oh, good. After I said that Ticketmaster rat-fucked me on a deal, and that caused a lot of people to want to be my friend in this one group. So oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I got some new friends. Terrific. So Terrific. thank you, new friend. And she also pointed out that I believe we said something about jumping the shark in one of the episodes, and that term does not come from the 70s. It was actually written, an author wrote a book in the 90s, and it relates back to, obviously, the Happy Days, Happy Days episode, but it doesn't actually come from the 70s. So I appreciated that. Always, we always like to be correct about things. So I,
1: I didn't realize that we'd said that. I know in the show notes, I had I don't know. Made, we talk a lot. We do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, in all fairness, come on, people, you can't expect us to listen to what we say. Right. Yeah.
0: Half the time, I'm just listening to my voice—not really what's coming out the, of my face hole—to
1: the dulcet <laughs> tones dulcet of my tone. own voice. Uh, own voice. So, but I know in the show, I was going to look at the show notes because I know I'd put in there um, a comment about jumping the shark. What Maybe I that's say? what it was. Uh, somebody else talk for a moment okay. while I read the show so, uh, notes. So, oh, here we go. Big news. We're here. done with you
0: right. um, this <laughs> week. We're on day tree number Which ninety-four. Just came and up.
1: God, just, seriously. Uh, in this episode, work the friendly alien from Ork, that we first met on an episode of happy days before it coined the phrase jump the shark. Uh,
0: that's that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Experiences a range of emotions, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't suggesting that it was actually coined on that show, but because of that episode
0: sure,
1: sure. Um, where Perhaps
0: I could have fixed this whole issue if I had read our own show notes. Fonzie
1: literally jumped a shark. That was, yeah, I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for Happy Days. Although I think for me it was ending before that anyway. I think Richie was going off to college. I think there were some other issues between Henry Winkler and um, as he had kind of become more popular than Ron Howard. Yeah. So although those two have have made nice, so it's all good. Yeah. At at any rate, you were gonna say something?
0: Oh, I don't remember what it was now. Okay. (laughs) Oh, pre-show banter. Um since we last recorded, since these episodes are now (laughs) completely out of order. Uh, (laughs) They're not
1: they're not they're being played in the numerical order just so happens that last week's episode might have been recorded in a different year, <laughs> perhaps a different decade. We don't know.
0: But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in as many years. That is true. Yeah.
1: That is true. You were actually starting to say you were happy to announce. That was what you were starting
0: to say. I was happy to announce that the Chiefs had won their second Super Bowl.
1: Okay, (laughs) okay. moving on. Yes. Yes. Third overall. Fourth overall, but third in more recent memory.
0: Yes. And uh, I enjoyed the Super Bowl from the comfort of a dance competition and then from the front seat of my, the driver's side seat of my car.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you what. Like I have every Chiefs game, I did not watch. I checked the score at what I thought should be about the end of the third quarter, toward the end, rather, of the third quarter, and what should be the end of the game, and the Chiefs won. So, you're welcome.
0: Yes. We appreciate your sacrifice. Yes. I also got to meet baby number two for the first time. Oh,
1: very good. Oh, my God. My sweet Abigail.
0: So sweet. Such a round little face. My
1: sweet, sweet Abigail. Yes. My sweet Elaine is sick today, I hear. Oh, no. no. Yes, that's probably some sort of parenting issue, if I had to guess. So, (laughs) Grandpa will will come to the rescue, I promise. Grandpa will fix that
0: immediately. (laughs) (laughs) They were both darling.
1: Oh, they are. They are. They're very lucky. They have wonderful parents.
0: Yes. Good parents.
2: Yes. Yes, yes. Brian, what's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just work and, yeah. Went to the dance. I, I skipped the dance during the Super Bowl.
1: That's Don't fine. Offer too that's much fine. The Super Bowl. We know you're not that good of a parent, so that's okay. Yeah, no. we got it. <laughs> you, you and I are part of the same group. Uh-huh.
0: Brian is an exceptional parent. So, so it was. Uh, he does so much. The least I could do was take the hit points on the Super Bowl. That's so. fair. I think that's fair. Good. I think so too. The yeah. daughter did well at the dance competition. Yes. The studio did well. They were studio of excellence for both the intermediate and advanced level. So. Good.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, and what's going on with young Joseph?
0: Uh, working at the QT, had a bit of a setback last week where somebody actually yelled at him over something that was.
1: Oh, a customer did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, Basic human decency is something that seems to be a bit lost. So something really
0: inconsequential. I'm sure
1: it was something incredibly important, (laughs) like you know, I needed extra butter on something. It was.
2: It was a case
0: of water that needed to be on a separate
2: receipt. Receipt. Okay. And the guy like screamed at him, and then required the manager and
1: okay well so long as so it was over something really
0: important like that right. that could
1: not possibly be fixed ever
0: right and joseph was like well i you know like i can take it off i can redo it yeah, let me take just a moment and he just like screams <laughs> Manager!
2: wow okay yeah. so for those of you that haven't ever worked in retail or restaurants or ever
1: had to deal with the general public
2: <laughs> or been a phone <laughs> operator right <laughs> Yeah, I I I think all three of us have this belief that everyone should have to work in retail restaurants or you know, customer service of some sort oh, I agree. before you're released to
1: the general public. The general yeah. public. Mm-hmm. Before you can go to gen pop, you must, <laughs> right. you must have to work. Because one you of these. really
0: don't understand the shit show that you're walking into. Well, <laughs> like and you've done that. I know. I, and I just, I don't
1: understand. I mean, and I realize everybody has bad days. They have off days, but, but let me ask you if, if you knew that was being recorded and was going to just drop on YouTube, would you act that way? Right. Because I gotta tell you, I regulate my behavior knowing that there's a camera everywhere. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't even lose my shit visibly in the car. I am driving. All you son of a brother. Right. <laughs> I won't. Yeah,
0: no. A oh. long time ago, I was still a kid. So you know, back in the that stone age was ages, a long time in ago. the late 1900s. <laughs> um,
1: <She's> Doctor Quinn, <laughs> medicine woman. <laughs>
0: There, somebody said something about character is how you act when you don't think anyone's watching, and that has stuck with me my whole life. Right. So.
1: Right. No, I. Yeah, and now I, everyone's
0: uh, watching, so get your shit together. Well, well, I know exactly, <laughs>
1: and 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 I and again, like I said, I know we all have bad days, and and we all no, no, behave no, no. regrettably yeah. from time to time, and I've certainly have, uh, I certainly have in the past too but uh, you, you know you you always hope that your last time was your last time and maybe this gentleman was having a bad day and and hopefully he is having a better day
0: right. so but it impacted my son so you no, know i want to go scorched earth yes dirt. exactly <laughs> no
1: i understand i do understand
0: i try to be like zen about most things and yeah i do too right but, <laughs> yeah.
1: no i'm i'm well aware
0: right and then all of a sudden it's like I feel the buzzing in my ears. And I Global thermonuclear
2: <laughs> annihilation. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah. you get me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So. It and especially
0: is... it because jo- Joseph is the kindest. Like he would never make somebody feel bad or, and if he makes a mistake, he's always very good about right, it. Right. Like, Hey, sorry, that's on But me. you know,
1: it, the thing, the thing that I want to, I'm not advocating this either. So I, I, I want to be clear, but is, what would somebody do if they decided to do that? But your bad day actually collided with somebody right. else's <laughs> bad day. And they just came across the fucking counter at you, right. Right? Exactly. I could just see, I'd just be like, Damn! If you want to see that, watch a Waffle House video on YouTube.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any one that of the thousands. If you
2: ever
0: Waffle asked House me, videos. Do
1: you think that there's some place? Can you ever think of a place, Steve, where you think that might happen? I think if you'd have given me about two minutes, I'd have probably come up with Waffle Hut.
0: Right. Because <laughs> Waffle Hut matches energy. <laughs> I think I could have gotten there. They match energy and house arrest bracelets, and so don't ever fucking forget it. I really think I could have gotten there.
2: That is hilarious. Look, don't ever think that. Brenda behind the counter taking your order hasn't smacked somebody down because she has.
1: You don't get a job there because that's where you want to work.
0: Because she'll beat ass and then tell the next person, hold on just a minute, baby. I got to clean up this blood.
2: Oh, my gosh. That is great. That is great. So, all right. What are we doing today? Brian. We are doing number 93 on TV Guide's 100 Greatest Episodes of All Time from 1997. It is Naked City, Sweet Prince of Delancey Street. I mentioned how moving this piece of
1: television (laughs) art was. It is.
2: It is absolutely stunning. It is. This was episode 30 from season two. Television art and science. Yes, it is a go. combination
0: of both. Right, because it has that wavy, blurry dream <laughs> Visual effects, mwah, I knew immediately that I was in a wavy dream.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, somebody I've gotta I've gotta really I've gotta collect myself. So
0: <laughs> keep going, Brian.
2: Okay. So this is season two, episode thirty. I'm going to read the summary as provided by PaleyCenter.org. Thank you again to the yeah, Paley we Center. we love the
0: Paley Center.
2: Uh, in this episode, Richie Wilkins is arrested following the robbery of an industrial diamond factory and the murder of a security guard. Lieutenant Parker and Detective Flint speak to Richie, who says he committed the crimes because the factory owner had fi- fired his father. Pete... Peter, oh, sorry. But upon finishing his story, <laughs> that line
0: was just on the other line.
2: <laughs> Richie is shocked to see. It was silent in the 60s. Richie is shocked to see that his father is also in custody. Parker and Flint speak with Peter, who accepts the blame for the crimes. He claims that he ventured down to the factory to look for his angry son and mistakenly killed the guard to protect Richie. Parker believes they're both lying. Since certain de- details contradict one another, the police decide to speak with Richie's best friend Lester, who gives them in who gives them information about the incident. With three different stories, Parker and Flynn are unable to recreate the incident or pinpoint a suspect. But when they ask Peter and Richie to tell their stories again, this time they recall that Lester was mysteriously present at the scene of the crime.
0: Hey there, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> 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 so. I have to be honest with you, I must have been um, intoxicated the first time we watched this because I don't remember anything about it. So watching it today was really good.
1: (laughs) I remember (laughs) (laughs) that this was the worst piece of crap television that I have ever seen. (laughs) And how, how it was not canceled before. Actually, this show, if I remember right, I think this series was canceled in 58. And then somehow revived, if I'm remembering correctly. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, and the- <laughs> that may be. It ran for five years. Yeah, it, but the, was, it was based on a movie, right? Yes. Okay. And I apologize I did not I mean, rewatch it because I feel like at 55 years old I have more more miles behind me than ahead of me and I wasn't wasting one more right. hour.
2: That's fair. I <laughs> mean the best thing to come out of this episode <laughs> was the ending is the ending <laughs> and the part that there are 8 million stories in, in the, the naked city. Right. right 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 um the and okay in all fairness
1: Dustin Hoffman was and this is not a fair statement, but I, I'm not trying to be glib when I say it. I really thought that he did a phenomenal job. I thought he was, I thought he yes. acted, his acting was terrific, but the problem is everyone, else's everyone else was sucked.
2: Yeah. Right. Dad and Richie overact beyond a oh measure. Oh my gosh. You had, and then of course, just the, from a
1: police procedural perspective, could you guys not have hired a cop? To maybe just watch this and say, "Yeah, no, we don't do that. It's
2: the law. Yeah. We have to have their handcuffs on them." Right. Right. Also, let's put all the
1: suspects in the same room so they can get their
2: story straight. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great, gentlemen. Idea. And,
0: I'll give you a few. And we
2: have this stenographer. Work out, and- <laughs> work out the issues. <laughs> like the what you talked about
1: uh, in an upcoming episode. Yes. Damn it. Uh, I was going to say last week what you talked about last week in a future episode. <laughs> That would have happened if you could have had them all together. Right.
0: But we didn't need to. No. Because those motherfuckers kept their mouths They had that worked out well
1: ahead of time. Yes.
0: (laughs) And I will always salute you, A through M defendants, (laughs) 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 wherever you are now.
2: Oh, so. I Um, love that they had the stenographer in there and, like, go through his Miranda or, I guess... Was when was Miranda?
0: This is actually pre-Miranda. Right. Okay, right.
2: So they go through
0: a pre, modified a
2: modified Miranda rights to the father through a, a Carmen Miranda. Yes. That's yes, what
0: they did. He's actually had a pineapple yes. hat on
2: with the stenographer in there taking notes. But when they're talking to the son, who is a minor by himself without his <laughs> right parent right. in there, he's a
0: minor that looks every minute of forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's a hard seventeen. That's that all is,
2: I'm yes, saying. Yes, it is. Nobody's in the room, and the right. cop that plays good cop and bad cop all by himself—it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> got an identity crisis. Yes, yeah. I know. It, it's there's a lot. There's a lot going on with this program. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that there were less going mm-hmm. on with it. it. Easily could have been a thirty minute show. That would have been okay with me.
0: Yeah. One thing that completely escaped me the first time we watched this was the references to Hamlet because apparently Richie in his spare time is Hamlet in a settlement house production of Hamlet which seems really out of character for Richie who works as an auto mechanic and I'm not saying that one cannot be appreciate the arts and the automotive arts at the same time it was just very odd
2: (laughs) And he's the lead character, but can't get through one line of the play with, while reading.
0: superfluous. But Hamlet itself... Well, that
2: was dismissive.
0: <laughs> I'm being silly. I'll go Hamlet, over here. <laughs> Hamlet itself is about a son who wants to exact revenge on behalf of, on memory of his father, on behalf of his father. And so this whole thing is set up because Richie wants to exact revenge for the factory owner firing his dad. Uh, so I, guess I, I completely didn't put that fucking blew past that the first time. That's fair. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I, I think
0: it, I was paralyzed by the I, screeching, uh, hollering and the mom's face, which was not meant for 4k right. <laughs> HD did that bitch. No good service.
1: Well, and, and it, it, I have to, yeah, I agree, I was so put off by so many elements of the show, many of which you're right, are not intended for higher definition, for better sound quality, for a larger picture screen. Mm-hmm. So when all of that kind of is coming at you, right, it's a little overwhelming <laughs> said, and, and it accentuates things that the, that the director didn't intend. So it takes away from whatever his artistic, his artistic vision may have been, um, and maybe highlights things that were never, that were just distracting. So mm-hmm. that's fair. I didn't contemplate that when I watched it before, it was just kind of a, an assault on one's senses, and then the, the overacting, and, and, and in all fairness, so maybe, much overacting. maybe on a four inch screen that was in black and white and volume that went up to three, maybe it wasn't overacting, you know? <laughs> and, and, and
0: maybe if that screen was in another state and I, was, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't watching right, it. <laughs> it's like, you don't have to play to the back of the house when you're on television. <laughs>
1: I think that's fair. So, but no in it, it, and, and, and I'm it, in all seriousness, though, I hadn't considered any of that again it was it was kind of an assault of all your senses, especially when it starts so poorly
0: mm-hmm.
1: without any real explanation, no real context to to help you to kind of gather your footing
0: no, and then like obviously, and I made fun of this scary, wavy dream, but You know that you're in a dream at the very beginning because there is the wobbly vision around the outside of the TV screen. How else would you ever know? And then all of a sudden that goes away and you're like, okay, so are we in real time now or what's going on? And then it turns out you weren't. You were still in a dream, but I was left confused. And and I've had
1: that dream in real life, right? right?
0: I was left confused.
1: (laughs) No, I agree. I absolutely agree.
0: But, uh, there is, uh, what was I going to say? Oops. Um, so much overacting and Richie, I guess is supposed to be a minor. Like I said, it's a hard 47. He goes from zero to the speed of light in a nanosecond on his emotions.
2: (laughs) Dad, doctor says you're not supposed to drink. Right. Dad thrown up against the wall.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Dad, how are you going to feed your family? Dad, I want to kill the whole world. Uh, what? Right. Okay.
1: Right. <laughs> what are you in for, Opus? Oh, I did. This. What are you in for? <laughs> I strangled Cleveland.
0: <laughs> and then he tells, he goes to his boss at the, somebody who's like been mentoring him and helping him and Lester learn how to do mechanics, auto mechanics, so they can have a valuable trade when apparently they finish school in their 75th year at 12th grade. But he asks the guy, like, can you give me a full-time job because my dad just got fired. And the guy's like, you know, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't, just don't have anything right now. So he tells him to drop dead. <laughs> 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 I'm like, wow, I, I guess we're just going to go at that bridge with a plane thrower. <laughs>
1: uh, that's okay. We all have bad days again. I'm just Right,
0: saying. right. It's just the, and this is pretty typical of this era of television, of drama, is it's very histrionic, and it does not age well (laughs) in terms of enjoying a performance. Right. Because it doesn't seem like you're watching a performance. It seems like you're watching, I don't know, like a caricature of somebody pretending to be doing a performance. So.
2: And they beat up on pigeons
0: yeah twice. right i
2: forgot about that knowing that this was filmed twice yeah they had to beat up on those pigeons twice yeah in the in the i don't like it
0: i like pigeons i don't care what people call them flying rats i think they're cute (laughs) flying (laughs) rats
2: (laughs) but that's a good example there too he's like calmly smoking a cigarette up on the roof and then he starts like throwing the pigeon cage around right like what happened there? You were you were just calming down and smoking right. the cigarette talking to Dustin Hoffman and
0: Right. Now so, you're
2: throwing the pigeons right. around. Right.
0: The pigeons are like, what? Ah. They didn't know what was going on. I felt bad for them. So, one thing that I didn't pick up on the last time either is he keeps saying that he's a vice president, but he was sweeping the floor?
2: It's vice president of brooms.
0: Of brooms. Okay, I didn't hear that. Thank you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> no problem.
1: <laughs> Looks good on a business card.
0: Right, Vice President Brooms. I'd like to be uh, what? A, what is my senior associate of law? Senior associate of of something. Oh, good. Yes, senior okay. associate. Okay. I'm not a junior associate. Okay. I'm senior associate.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's fine.
0: I don't You're, even have any business cards. You can, you can <laughs> be whatever you want to be. <laughs> then, princess, it is. <laughs> princess Steffi, and they're going to steal $15,000 in industrial diamonds now it would not take up a lot of space to get $15,000 of gemstone quality diamonds but how big or heavy or lumpy is $15,000 in industrial (laughs) diamonds Is that like... I would
2: think that it would be a decent amount.
0: Is that like a laundry basket full of diamonds? I don't know.
2: Pretty heavy, I would think, because there's not a lot of value in the rough cut, non-gemstone quality diamonds. (laughs) Most commonly used... uh...
1: No, that's not what I asked. I didn't ask about lab-grown diamonds. I don't care what dogs do. (laughs) (laughs) I may have misunderstood.
0: Look, if you could get your lab to grow some diamonds. If I, I
2: could get my lab to just <laughs> sit,
0: I'd be
1: happy
2: with that. But with all the histrionics, when he's busting up the factory and like the only thing that he really messes up is the stacked empty boxes. Right. Because <laughs> other than that, he's like pushing stuff off of a table. Right. And
0: he like <laughs> knocks a broomstick over <laughs> and then he knocks over a bunch of empty boxes. And they keep talking about something called a settlement house in this. They're going to go look for him at the settlement house, and I think that this play is being put on at the settle- settlement house. Um, settlement houses are housing projects that were designed to elevate the situation of members of the working, uh, poor working class. So they provided a social, cultural, and educational programs for community members, which Apparently, I slept through that the last time because I didn't know that until this. I was (laughs) like, what's a settlement house? Interesting. Yeah. So that's obviously where they were putting on the play of Hamlet. Very good. Right. Where he could then chew up some scenery. Which are you not
2: supposed to say that when you're on stage, right? That's Macbeth, baby. Oh, Macbeth. Because it's the Scottish Scottish play. Yes.
0: And they keep talking about these $15,000 in industrial diamonds. So- I went to the greatest thing on the internet, which is the U.S. inflation calculator, and I typed in 1961, the year that this was made, uh, $15,000, in today money would be $154,724.25. Wow. Yes. 931.5% of cumulative inflation.
2: That's a what was nice your number little stack.
0: Hmm?
1: What was your number? Which How one? Much? The today number
0: hundred and fifty four thousand seven hundred twenty four point two five
1: so i go to the west egg inflation calculator It says 155 461 so really close so
0: what is west egg it's
1: the who is that that is the is that the friedman calculator who is that yeah morgan friedman
0: not Morgan Freeman? <laughs> no,
1: not Morgan Freeman. Morgan Friedman. That's I just would, the one I've always used. I would so. be
0: much more interested if it was the Morgan Freeman calculator. I understand.
1: <laughs> that man's busy being everywhere else. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, Only if it speaks the amount back to that, that would be right. awesome. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he is everywhere. I was watching your guys' wedding video. He was in it.
0: (laughs) Well, that would be a real trick considering that my mom lost it like 15 seconds after it was handed to her. Oh, no. Yeah. We've never seen our wedding video.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Well, tell her not to listen to this episode because you brought that up. Right. So happy birthday to your mom from last weekend. Happy birthday
0: a little late. So, She got reaching sticks because she's very short.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's perfectly heightened. She's
0: a pocket-sized mommy, and she also received some tulips.
2: Some tulips and a balloon.
0: And a balloon.
1: A balloon. A balloon. A balloon. 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 Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, what else about this episode? Because it was crap. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely not Scottish. (laughs) It
0: was. (laughs) (laughs) The Scottish
2: play. Talk to us about
0: 1961, Brian.
2: 1961. We had J.F. Keat JFK J.F.K. gets sworn in as the 35th president of the United States. The Berlin Wall is constructed. The Bay of Pigs happens. Mm-hmm. I believe that actually happened in those orders. Uh, the Soviet cosmonaut Yuri G- Gagarin completes his first orbit of the Earth and... Lots of civil rights marches. This
1: show was so bad, somebody (laughs) left Earth to avoid watching it.
0: Yuri Gagarin was in space, and he like sent a message back to Star City. I'm Mark Safe from this episode of Big City.
1: (laughs) I want to point out that I also found one thing from 61 that I, I... Particularly thought was interesting the un general assembly condemns apartheid in south africa
0: wow yet
1: it was 29 years later right. before anything yeah. meaningful happened
0: right uh, that's it, like the opinion in brown versus board where they're like right. with all deliberate speed right what like molasses yes right.
1: <laughs> exactly exactly i yeah I, i'm like okay work, work harder next time people right. harder so,
0: wow, that that condemnation really carried a lot of weight. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> God, be less effective.
0: Right. Did they like get it to South Africa <laughs> by playing a game of telephone with the entire world? I guess. And whispering it in someone's ear until it actually made its way?
1: I don't think it made its way there <laughs> at all ever. Ever. Wow. Yeah. That is th- a
0: fascinating fact.
1: That was the most abysmal condemnation of anything <laughs> I've ever seen.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't do we, that. No, we
1: know. We know we know you do that. We don't, we don't like you doing that. No. So.
0: What else no.
2: happened in there to be other stuff <sighs> in 61? I mean, there's plenty of other stuff. There was uh, the Freedom Riders bus was firebombed. <gasps> yeah. Uh, there's like Twelve civil rights marches, and I'm not glossing over those. But oh, no, I didn't but write no, down no, the right. individual I ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was lots of Eastern Bloc stuff going yeah. on. The uh, future Princess of Wales was born in
1: July of that year.
0: Oh, Princess Diana.
1: <laughs> uh, Ernest Hemingway died in 1961.
0: Oh, okay. Have I ever told you my Ernest Hemingway died story? No. Okay, so. <laughs> When I was at KU, we had a professor in the English department named Carolyn Doty, who was a creative writing professor. She actually lived with Anne Rice at some point in time, like, Interview with the Vampire was her roommate. Mm-hmm. At any rate, she was working at the I'm ski sorry. lodge.
1: I'm glad you clarified it, because I went to Anne Rand, so Anne Rice, <laughs> <No>. got it.
0: <laughs> Anne Rand, not the Fountainhead. Right, the yeah, yeah. Carolyn Doty worked at the ski, ski lodge, or resort, or whatever it was, where Ernest Hemingway was, the night that he ended his life and he came in and ate dinner and she would tell this story. And so then I would share the story along the way and I was relaying it to someone in front of her And I had changed the story to where she waited on him the night that he ended his life and sort of implied that that was why he ended his life. And she was like, What? Sorry, I just went everywhere. She's like, What are you doing? What are you talking about? I didn't wait on him. I was like, You're a creative writing teacher, it's a better story. May she rest. I miss her very much. She was a delightful woman. Oh my. And possibly gosh. killed Ernest Hemingway. So.
1: <laughs> or not at all.
0: Or maybe not.
1: Oh. Um, one of the other things that I, I thought was interesting in August of that year, the Suicide Act of 1961 decriminalized both suicide and attempted suicide in England and Wales. And I'm thinking, you want to tell me exactly what the consequences were for having completed the act of suicide prior to the decriminalization of that?
0: What exactly happened? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Thinking that that was pretty toothless. Did you you send a sternly worded letter, much like the UN did to South Africa, or what?
0: Did they then... Commit the crime of abuse of a corpse. I'm not. Sure I don't what really we, yeah, understand I'm thinking, what's going on here. Yeah,
1: just talk about. It. We've got a long history of not understanding things right. in the world as right. a whole. Yeah. Right. Um, and in August of '61, Barack Obama was born in Honolulu, <laughs> Hawaii.
0: Are you sure? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, it says it right here on the internet.
0: Right, and the internet never lies. <laughs> never. People are saying that he was born in Hawaii.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is the 50th state, and you know how you know, because I've watched Hawaii Mm Five-0.
0: Do you know that I was disquietingly old before I figured out why it was called Hawaii (laughs) Five-0?
1: Oh, you and me both. You and me both. It was actually when I heard somebody yell, watch out, Five-0, and I'm like, oh my god. Now I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was well into my late 20s.
0: Oh, keep going, baby. <laughs> Multiply by two. I was deep into my 40s before I figured that out.
1: Oh, gosh. So, what else? I'm, I'm done talking about this episode. Well,
0: yeah. No, I want to finish it. So, It turns out that
1: I thought I finished it when I said it was the worst piece of crap television I've ever seen. And we haven't even gotten to speed racer yet. So
0: I guess we can put Steve down for it. No, it doesn't belong on the list, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. This was actually better. The second time I watched it, um, it turns out that the dad is lying that he killed the guard to cover for his son because he thinks his son did it. The son is lying to cover for his dad because he thinks his dad killed the guard. But actually it was Lester who killed the guard.
1: Hey there, Dustin
0: Hoffman. <laughs> hey, Dustin Hoffman. And I mean, it was kind of an interesting twist. Uh, it was uh, way overacted and very disjointed too. Like there wasn't a lot of one, one scene did not flow naturally into the other. It just seemed very choppy. Brian, what do you think since we just watched no, I,
2: it? No, I absolutely agree. It was very choppy. It just kind of jumps from one scene to the other. Um, yeah. And I, I have huge issues with just stupid stuff within the episode. Like the guy that owns the plant being brought into the same room with the supposed criminal. Right. Not as an eyewitness, just kind of standing there in the doorway right. so that... It provides a point where Richie can go and attack him or try scream to attack at him. at him,
0: yeah. And at one point in time, the one of the detectives calls Richie, Ricky, and doesn't even skip a beat. Like, they didn't even bother to re- reshoot the scene or anything. That's how little care was given to this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they bring in the acting teacher or the producer, director of the play <laughs> to go over the... Stories that the dad and the son have put together. Right? Uh, are th- are there a lot of you know, just non-involved citizens being pulled in off the street? Hey, would you mind reading these statements by these criminals or sup- alleged criminals and tell us which one you think is right,
0: sir? We have been married for twenty-one years, and don't act like you haven't seen an episode of Murder She Wrote. <laughs> you know damn good and well <laughs> that that happens all the time, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, obviously it was just, it was right. dumb.
2: horrible, terrible, <laughs> excruciating. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting here staring at the timer that says we, we're only at 37 minutes. We, hey, so maybe can,
0: a short episode. <laughs> there's an upcoming
1: uh, episode here in a, a couple of weeks An Ellie LA law episode. And Roxanne Melman is one of the characters on there. And I remember uh, her character had a line from an episode years ago and she said if I only had two weeks left to live I'd spend it with this person because every minute would seem like a lifetime I would spend it watching this episode of television (laughs) and then beg
0: for the sweet release of death can I just tell you ladies and gentlemen gentle readers he has gotten more mileage out of that line than almost any other line
2: <laughs>
0: in the history of ever. And therefore, because we share the one brain, uh-huh. I too have gotten a lot of mileage out of that line. In fact, it wasn't too uh, long ago that I said the very same oh thing. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, there are just some, I mean, there are just some lines that, that just get into your head. Mm-hmm. And, and there are just some writers who are so good that they're able to do that. And I am very good at stealing other people's material. Exactly. So there.
0: I too enjoy that. Brian, you got a paper in front of you. What yeah, you got?
2: No, I'm seeing if I had anything else written down. I really don't. I I put down the uh, writers and producers, but I searched them and none of them have no any... No one cares. Nothing right. of note. Right. None of them won 13 Emmys.
1: Or 16 right. or no. And I will tell you, they... Like us, have no Emmys. No (laughs) Emmys. Yes.
0: Between the six of us. (laughs) No 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 Emmys. Emmys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, good. So, can we move on? Can we put this to bed? Can we just all right?
0: Okay. So, to my isms and the Bechdel test. The Bechdel test? No, not even close. I don't think there's two women in the same fucking room together. Isn't
2: the? I thought the there's a stenographer and the mom, but they don't talk. They don't talk, and the
0: stenographer doesn't have a name. (laughs) (laughs) And they sure shit don't talk about anything other than a man. Um, Is it giving me an ism? Sexism. I don't know. Couldn't tell you the characters were so underdeveloped. Maybe who would know gay content. Nope. Not at all. Uh, people of color. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) Um, the most diversity in this was the pigeons or were the pigeons. So (laughs) to be fair to this episode, I'm probably giving it more credit than it deserves. It's set in 1961. It is a product of its time. Unfortunately, that time was 1961. So, um, but do I even think using Steve's
2: test of meeting it where it is, mm-hmm. it's a bad episode. It is. It's just bad television. Yeah.
1: It's bad rap. I Like
2: th- I've seen stuff from the 60s. That was okay, right? Right. No, I mean I, it's I not agreed. breaking records, but it was better some, than some. Some
1: of it is. Some there's some great television, great movies, great plays. There's great stuff in the '60s. There's great music. There's lots of terrific work in the '60s. There were, there were televisions in a vast number of homes in the '60s. Clearly, clearly, there were better products than this. Why is this on the list? Tell me you watched it a second time I with better eyes. Th-
0: I think I have an idea. I to th- make
1: us appreciate the fact that Speed Racer is coming up?
0: <laughs> no. I'm never going to get over that. You I may. think I've- that this is on there because of the Shakespearean illusions that I completely missed the first time because it is based on a son who's trying to exact revenge for his father And I don't know, maybe that's it. Because people, and I'll never understand this, lose their shit over Shakespeare. I think that there are infinitely better writers. I think that there are infinitely better stories than a lot of Shakespearean stories. There were like 50-some versions of King Lear before Shakespeare wrote his version. So I got got all kinds of problems with Shakespeare. But I think that that might be why, is because it has this backdrop of Shakespeare to it which somehow automatically gives things legitimacy in some people's eyes that would be my guess because otherwise it is not good
2: it is not because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise the only reason to have it on the list is because Dustin Hoffman a young Dustin Hoffman is in it right there's n- not a lot of other redeeming qualities about this. The story, hey, like, let's cover each other's butts. This can't be the first time, nor no. is it the last time that I've seen it on TV.
1: No, and this, this isn't like a good family story of covering for one another. This isn't a good, this was Justin Hoffman's breakout role kind of thing. I think your, I think your Shakespeare connection is tenuous at best. I, I I mean not your I, right. I I think we're reaching to say why this is on the list. Right. I don't understand. I I agree with you. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bad reason for it to be mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah. Because I mean, come on. From sixty one, we could find any number of better episodes well, of was, television. There was
0: Westinghouse Theater. There was Playhouse ninety. I mean, there was seriously. Well acted things on television in the early 60s, late 50s. Well, and
1: and also I say that, and this isn't a list that's the top 100 and we're picking things out of each decade. Mm -hmm. This is just the top 100. It could Mm -hmm. have been any decade. Mm -hmm. But we know we've had a few other things already that are kind of like, well, okay, I guess I can kind of maybe possibly see but uh, yeah it's this was frustrating to get through mm-hmm. and you you watched it with fresh eyes and really were looking at it through a more critical lens i wasn't willing to watch it a second <laughs> time which makes me pretty close-minded so
0: no it just i had forgotten a lot about it and clearly missed a tremendous amount of things the first time i watched it because I have a degree in English, and I'm usually pretty attuned to Shakespeare because it sets off all my alarm bells, and I completely missed that the first time. So does it belong on the list? I don't think so. I mean, I there are so many better episodes right. of television.
2: I mean, if we were just picking out things from a specific decade or something. Right. Right. 1961 also had Bonanza, Gunspoke, uh, Perry Mason, The Andy Griffith Show. Um, My Three Sons, you can't tell me that there's not a better acted, better written, right, more poignant story from any one of those. Right.
0: Of what I have seen, and I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen all of the episodes of Bonanza, but I think just an average episode of Bonanza is better than this.
1: Oh, I think a bad episode of Bonanza is better than this. Yeah. And in My Three Sons, you talk about a dad raising three boys, I think one of whom was adopted and doing it on his own, and and an uncle moves in to help, I mean, that's that's a pretty good just general starting point for a story.
0: Well, yeah, and it's it gives a different perspective if we're going to look at it kind of through the critical lens. I mean, it's not women doing it, it's men right. doing it, right. which was novel and interesting and important that people saw that dads can be caregivers. Right, right. Yeah. So,
1: and it was Fred McMurray. And if you remembered him from the last weekend, you're
2: like, oh, he pulled his life together. That was nice. <laughs> that I'm was good so for him. so glad he dad, got off the booze. You mean dads just don't go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning, come home at 530, have a cocktail, take off their shoes, and sit in the, right. in the library smoking take, a pipe. Right. Take their suit coat off, put a sweater on, yes. but still have their shirt and tie on.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> they can actually participate in the children's lives. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I, I Scandalous.
2: mean, sorry, we went way off topic, no, there. But,
0: <laughs> but it's important. And I, I forget sometimes how, how offensive it is when I see women portrayed in a certain way. And I'm sure that for you guys, it is just as offensive when men are treated as incompetent or, you know, like we're babysitting our kids, <clears throat> especially since the two of you were very involved. Well, you didn't have any choice, but very involved dads and, you know, nurturing and caregiving and all that.
1: I it doesn't, it doesn't offend me in any way at all. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't elected spokesman for my gender, but at the end of the day, we're kind of babies. So, um, no, I, but I it, think
0: men get treated in that space. I think that men get treated unfairly and infantilized a lot. Like, oh, they don't know what they're doing and everything else. And men are completely capable and and skilled at tending to children.
1: Right? No, no, you're right. We we are. I we typically are able to to keep them alive. So you know, <laughs> minimum standard for my job, keep you alive. That's yeah. and and you know, get you to adulthood there. Check. I
2: mean, while we're talking about it, I'll say, I so for for the listeners, uh, I took list- time off yeah. when we had our daughter and was a stay at home dad, and. I wanted to participate in things with the kids once they, you know, once Channing was able to not just be a blob. A blob. <laughs> it's fair.
0: Baby blob. And
2: I was ostracized by the mother groups mm-hmm. that I tried to participate in
0: and this because was I was not a even mother groups. This was just you taking the kids to the library for story time. Yeah.
1: Well, there they, was the time that he was trying to change with them in the, right. at, the, at the Y. <laughs> Which, but, that was a so. whole other set of issues.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I was not with you, but they looked, from your reports, looked at you like you were a pedophile, basically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, I, it, it's, it's interesting because my experience, of course, was different because I had adopted boys. And, you know, so then I'm looked at like, oh, oh, you're so great. Oh, what, a, you're just and i'm like no i didn't do anything extraordinary i didn't do anything and one of the things that that always and and justin would tell you this too um is when anybody tells me you did such a great job they're such a gentleman i'm like uh uh-uh. uh no they came from the factory that way mm-hmm. these are good boys mm-hmm. they they're you know and justin would say hey you you helped us to become men mm-hmm. and but they were always good boys they mm-hmm. you look you in the eyes they'd shake your hand they'd always say please and thank you they were also little grifters so you mm-hmm. had to be careful they could get to your wallet quickly <laughs> mm-hmm. so
0: yeah i didn't experience that with justin but travis could have picked my pocket you real, real fast you betcha
1: yeah those guys I'd know how to get to your heart in a hurry yeah. so um Yeah, yeah, Travis
0: could work me like a part-time job. Oh, you betcha!
1: (laughs) You betcha! So, but that to me is just so unfortunate that you know. But because I was a a single parent, that was my role and kind of how I came into that. That my experience was so much different than Brian's. And you look at that Fred McMurray on TV role Mm -hmm. of my three sons. That's kind of what my role was. If Brian would have been a surviving single parent, it would have been oh. But because he decided, hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to step back because this is an experience that I want to have Mm -hmm. for a year or two or three. And I don't, I, that makes no sense to me at all. It really doesn't. Yeah. But then again, there's a whole lot in the world that doesn't make any sense to me at all.
0: Right. Consider me puzzled by many things.
1: (laughs) Why is it any of your fucking business? How about that? Why don't we let that be a starting point? And, and then kind of go from there. Because there, there's a whole lot of stuff in the world that just isn't any of my business. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go about my day. And if you want my opinion on something, you'll ask me. Mm-hmm. And if you really don't want the answer, don't ask me. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a whole lot of things can be avoided if, if maybe we just focus on ourselves and maybe making our own little corner of the world a little bit better. But mm-hmm. call me crazy.
0: So yesterday, speaking of our own little corner of the world... There was a um, shooting, mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs celebration. Um, Details are very sketchy at this point in time. I believe there's 23 people injured, one woman lost her life. Um, Hearts go out to everybody involved.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Everyone involved and everyone impacted. So, um, And again, just another one of those things that, again if everybody could just kind of focus on your corner of the world and making sure that uh, your kids know that you care about them, stay focused on them, pay attention to what they're doing, that's a good step in the right direction too. Um, Also, pay attention to what they're watching, pay attention to what they're playing, pay attention to who they're playing with. Those are all good steps too. Anything less than that is a little bit of bovine waste in and of itself.
0: I have to say that they're saying that this shooting arose out of a dispute And I'm like, well, what did you think it was going to, I mean. Well,
1: it didn't arise out of an agreement of some sort. Hey, sweet. No, that didn't happen.
0: I was just like, that's got to be the dumbest headline I've ever seen.
1: No, they'll be dumber, but hold on tight. (laughs) It's up there. So, all right. So uh, last week was Mark's Mixed Emotions. And then next week is pretty exciting because that's actually an episode of television that Brian and I live for. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, the original Star Trek, City on the Edge of Forever. Can you give us a little teaser, Brian?
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: He just looks at me dead in the eyes. Well, like, I wasn't huh? expecting that to come.
2: <laughs> uh, no, great Star Trek episode coming up. Uh, we got a talking abalone shell, uh, some time travel uh, splotches, and an extreme <laughs> overdose by dr mccoy right
1: oh uh, and if you are allergic to cortogen don't take cortogen right. so and then after that an episode of la law and then miami vice and then speed, speed race. racer, it's the speed racer <laughs> episode we keep talking
2: about so hang on tight for that and All right. if you are listening to our podcast don't be confused because a couple of these are a little disjointed because we recorded them a little out of order due some due to technical difficulties. So, uh,
0: stick with us. We're hitting our stride us. right the, now. The we're
2: good. Technical difficulties were me. So I'm just <laughs> going to say it. I'm going to own Nobody's it. Blaming Nobody's blaming you. you. No, no, blaming I am.
1: Um, but we uh, have redone the studio. We've got new tech. We're very excited about that. And, um, so Mark and Mindy was recorded in probably like July of 2017 mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and this is, uh, February 15th. And then the next two episodes were recorded one in December and one, I think two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. that ought to be really interesting for everybody to listen
2: to and catch <laughs> up on the timeline. So Brian, any closing thoughts? No, this episode does not belong on the list.
1: I absolutely agree. And Stephanie?
0: Um, I don't have any closing thoughts except that this episode was really tough to get through.
1: And it sucked. Mm -hmm. And?
0: If you ever wonder why I am the way I am, it's because I was raised on television.